absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan. Got my co-host, locked down in the New York studios, my man, Scott. Scott, what's the good word? Oh, what's going on? Um, you know, I got my... Uh, actually. Broke quarantine. I ran out and got some Arnold Palmer the other day. Let's go. So, so yeah, so I got that in my uh, my Yeti with my Leave the Pin sticker on it, and uh, let's let's talk some golf. Absolutely brilliant. So last week, you know, we talked. You're riding and dying with Rory and Scott. I don't know if you're like a mad genius or what, or if you're just on some you know betters roll right now. But Rory sticks it on the extra hole. Uh, you know, within Matthew Wolf, it was getting dark. They had to be off the off the course down at Seminole by six o'clock, so they didn't even measure it. They say Rory wins. Him and DJ are the winners. Scott, you were right again. So again, I, I like I said, I think the the trash talk that Brooks Kepka threw out there has flipped the switch on him. It's like the movie Over the Top. You know, when uh, when you just, Hawk you, turns his hat yeah, around. That's it. Goes and, over and, the top and all of a sudden has superpowers. Yep. I feel like, you know, Brooks Kepka, you know, started talking some trash and Rory's like, oh, okay. And he turned his Nike hat backwards and he got to work. Yeah. So. By the by the way, my wife is going to love the over the top reference. I knew she would. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you. Um, so it it was a it was a good match. It was interesting. You know, golf is back. Um, I got a bunch of look. I thank you for listening, people. But you're you're idiots when you're DMing me and telling me that they should have gone extra holes for a playoff. It's not real golf. This wasn't a PGA Tour event. You know, like I miss the days. Believe me, I miss the days more than anybody of the U.S. Open going on a Monday, full eighteen holes on Monday. There's there's people getting into golf that don't even realize that anymore. You know that we used to play eighteen holes mm. on Monday for the U.S. Open. I miss that, but. To say that you're going to have guys that were guests down at Seminole um, extending their time down there, you know, it's it's ridiculous. It's a made-for-TV event, and I, for one, am happy that they ended it a different way. You know, it, at least it was planned, unlike the original match where they were just like, hey, man, set up a tee box <laughs> on the putting green quick, and let's hit some wedges when it gets cold in the desert, you know? Right, right, right. So, like, I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, I, I love... When it's not real golf, and I will continue to call it not real golf because it's not, doesn't count for world ranking points, and no one's winning money or anything like that. But I love when not real golf has an alternate ending or has something different thrown in there. Maybe something stupid like you and I would do out on the course, you know? Um, we'll talk about the match two coming up. They've got a, a hole like that and some different premises. But we have had so much of 72 hole stroke play. Or 18-hole stroke. You know, it's time for something different out there to get more eyes on the sport. And what better time, Scott, than last week when the only thing we had was NASCAR and golf? Uh, no, there, there's no there's no comparison. There's no – you don't have live sports being thrown at you all the time anymore. That's the thing. Like, there's not 
as this time of year, there'd be NHL, there'd be NBA, there'd be golf, there'd be baseball, plus NASCAR if you're into that. Right, that's a you ton. Know, you know, plus if you know for the the people who are into like fights, or, you know, UFC is going on. That's still happening, but now it's just okay. Well, there's golf, and there's car racing, there's UFC. Those are three pretty big niche sports. It's not like I'm just going to turn on a baseball game because I, you know, I can get behind that. Now you, you're really looking at like sports that have like the, the hardest of hardcore fans. So, you know, I, just the fact that there's anything on is good. Yeah, that's a that's a great sport. Uh, great point. Excuse me. And you're right. Those are all niche sports. You know, NASCAR is enormous in, you know, the mid to deep south. Um, it's big up towards like Michigan and places like that, but it's, it's very localized. Um, golf is very niche. It's found all over, but there's a ton more people that play the sport as opposed to viewers of the sport. And, and then again, you mentioned UFC. That's another great niche sport. And all these sports right now are, are given the ability and given the stage to be spotlighted. And I thought golf did a great job. First off, you showed four professionals who were carrying their own bags. Now that is a great precedent to set for people out there to show them that, Hey, if they can do it, you know, you can walk as well. Did you see the one hole where DJ teed off and then started walking? He took like six steps and realized he had no caddy and had to go back and get his own bag. Well, and that, that's the funny thing. Cause for him like that, like I'm just going to drive and just keep walking. Like that's like a regular, like DJ motion. That's like, like you and I brushing our teeth. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I know I piped that one. I'm not even going to watch it. And someone will be like, uh, you know, DJ, uh, no one's carrying that for you. Yeah, it was, uh, that was one of my favorite things, that they were carrying their own bags. Um, you know, one of the knocks on it was the fact that people really want to hear trash talking. They really want to hear what goes on in between the players. And there was a little bit within the first four holes. Rory gave it to uh, Matt Wolf after Wolf did not give him a putt. And he was like, look, kid, I've won two FedEx Cups and like 30 mil. That does not phase me, okay, dude? Uh, right. But once it got competitive, these guys went right back into golf mode and the, you know, the jibber-jabber, if you will, shout out Mr. T, kind of died down. And I think what people need to understand is as much as you want to hear that trash talk, like you and your friends speak, um, here's here's a a uh, inconvenient truth for you. A lot of these guys are boring as hell. Okay, that that's the bottom line. I think we had this discussion at one when the first match occurred. I don't think that there's that much trash talking. I think for the most part, you know, guys get along. They'll talk sports or something like that, like as they're walking to a ball or something like that. But for the most part, I, the trash talk would be artificial. Yes, it would be made up. Now, if you had a JT and like Smiley and like, you know, the spring break boys together, that's a different story because they're tight. Like if you and I were playing, that's mm -hmm. a different story as opposed to you and I getting paired up with two people and expecting to hold like this great, close, intimate conversation. It's not happening. We don't know each other well enough, you know, and did those guys know each other well last week? I mean, not really. They're all tailor-made guys. That's why they were together. Like, don't think that they're four best friends that are going out. It was tailor-made driving for relief. They're all sponsored 
by TaylorMade. That's why they were together. Right. I think if you put out like like if you threw out Spieth, Ricky, and JT, throw Smiley in there just for fun. If you throw them out there and do it, then you would maybe get some more more fun interaction. Um, but again, once it be- gets competitive, that's going to go away to a point. That's that's one of the reasons why the the par three contest works at at Augusta is because there nobody wants to win to begin with. And yeah, it's the one tournament no one wants to win. <laughs> you know, like the, your wife or girlfriend's going to be putting out on the last hole for you if you don't have kids, and then if it's you have kids, then your kids are going to be doing it. Like, and you, they're the guys are mic'd up because they're interesting, and you know that's my my favorite day of golf is that Wednesday when that par three contest is running because I know that Jack and Gary Player are going to put on a show. Yeah, that is uh, it's definitely a special day of golf. Um, those guys get along because they have a long history. You know, yep. with the bottom line, like today's tour pro, think about their daily life, right? Their daily life is get up, eat, work out, meet with an instructor, hit balls, um, maybe decompress and play video games if you're Bryson, you know, go out and play 18 holes. and Like, that's it day in and day out. That's That's why they're that good. So you can't have both, right? You can't have a great player who's willing to just let everything go and trash talk. And then conversely, you can't probably have a great trash talker that takes his mind off of the game and have him play well. So a lot of these guys are very dull. I mean, here's like, you want some behind-the-scenes knowledge of tour pros we know? Yeah, some of them are cool, but look, some of them are boring. Like, that's just what it attracts. It attracts a solid, solitary mindset and some of these guys are boring. Like, you're not going to get Michael Jordan out there. If you've been watching The Last Dance, guess what? Tiger's not going to be Michael Jordan this Sunday, you know, giving it to nope. everybody. Now, Charles Barkley might in the hole that he plays, but Tiger and Phil are not. And if Phil does, it's going to be some corny dad joke crap anyway. Yep. Yeah. I, and, you know, again, they're. I, I feel like they're both pretty funny guys but not when they're competing against each other. Like that's for the, for those two, those are probably the worst opponents in terms of who you could get for trash talking because they want to beat each other so badly. Right. And tiger's trash talk is not suitable for television. So all, you know, everyone that thinks, well, tiger's so bored. No, tiger's hilarious as hell, but guess what? You don't get to see that. You're not allowed. Because Tiger needs to hold up a corporate image. So Tiger cannot tell the stories that he tells on the practice green or on the range when he sees someone. That's not allowed. He can't tell the, the Augusta Masters Champions dinner stories. Not allowed for television. So you're missing a portion of the real Tiger. And, and honestly, you're missing a, a, missing a portion of, of the real Phil. Like, I'm going to straight up tell you, you don't know the real Phil. Okay, that's the bottom line. You know... Phil, who gives everyone a thumbs up and a smile, and that's fine. That's a persona, and it's part of it. But you don't know the real Phil, and you're not going to. Nor no. are you going to get to know the real Brady or the real Manning either. Are they playing this with caddies? I I, I didn't notice. Okay, I that I don't know. I really, really don't. But let's get into it, right? We've got Tiger versus Phil, the match two. 
And I guess, like you mentioned, the trash talking was not that great. So we've decided to pair NFL players, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, together. So we've got, obviously, Tiger Woods and Peyton, and then Phil and Tom Brady. First off, do you like those pairings, Scott? So Tiger and Peyton apparently play in a pro-am together all the time. So they're going to have that, like, uh, that, you know, connection going. Um, the Brady and Phil thing, um, could be interesting. Uh, you know, is that, it, one's, is it too that one's fine. Is it too lopsided to have Tiger and Brady together? Tiger's like, playing it, with Pey- Tiger's playing with Manning. Yeah. Can, can yeah. you have, could you have Tiger and Brady? Oh. Like, can you have two goats together or is that too lopsided for television? Like, is that why they were split? Do you think? Um, I think it's, I think it was more that Tiger plays with, with Manning all the time. Okay. All right. I think that's what it was based on. And then it was like, well, who can we get to play with Phil? And like, you think Tom Brady would be interested? (laughs) Well, why don't we ask him? And then he was. Yeah. Um, so here's the only problem I have with it. I would have liked to see two non-PGA Tour pros in the same stages of their life. And this is what I mean. Manning has been retired for four years now? Three, four years, I think? Five I years? Think it's, I think it's four. Okay. It could be three. It could be five. Let's that, say around four years. Okay. Let's say four years. That's a lot of time to work on your game. In those four years, Tom Brady has stayed dominant. So... In terms of golf, you know, I think Manning has the advantage over Brady. So what I would have liked to have seen is either two NFL legends or two any legends, any sport legends that are retired or two legends that are currently playing, not one that's playing and one that is retired. But I guess they match up semi-close age-wise, so maybe there's that. I don't know. I guess it's because there's a the rivalry between Brady and Manning at work. Okay. Is there, I don't want to become an NFL podcast, but is well, there, is there really a rivalry between Tiger and Phil? No. I mean, that's okay. Hey, touche On to the next point. You win that. Um, 18 holes. All right. Here's the format. We go front nine. They play four ball. Everyone plays their own ball. Lowest team score counts. Uh, Manning and Brady are getting three strokes only which in my opinion is not enough. They're getting a stroke on a par three, a stroke on a par four, and a stroke on a par five that is yet to be determined. Um, on the back nine, they played like they play a modified alternate shot. So basically, each team member is going to hit a tee shot, then they select the best tee shot of the two, and then they go alternate from there until the ball is holed. On the back nine, there's no handicap for Brady or Manning. My question is this, Scott. Are they all playing from the same tees at Medalist? Um, so that's a really good question because there's a set of tees that are the the they're oddly enough they're the Tiger tees um, that measures out about seventy six hundred yards. Rates like super difficult. I don't remember the number, but it was 70, crazy 79, high. Seventy nine point yes. seven, I believe. Seventy nine point yes, yeah, seventy nine point something. Um. I personally, I don't care how good of an athlete Brady and Manning are. That's crazy for amateur golfers to play from. 
Uh, fact check, 77.9. Sorry, I had the 97. Okay. Which is still astronomical. That's still crazy. That's, that's, that, look, I'm not scared of golf courses, right? You and I have played some brutes. We've played Beth Page Black. We'll talk about that a little bit later on about trying to get on. But we've played these brutes, right? They don't scare me. They don't scare you. That number scares me. That that is a crazy number. It, it it's and so Ricky Fowler has the course record from those tees and from the championship tees. So just we're now we're talking, you know, rarefied air in terms of you know quality of golf. Right. He has the, the course record from from two different sets of tees. The record from the championship tees is I think sixty two. Right. And the record from the Tiger. Yes. And the record from the Tiger Keys is 64. So that's a four-stroke difference for an for, all-world tour pro. I was going to say, that's a four-stroke difference for one of the arguably 20 best golfers in the world. Okay, th- here, here's the match I want to see. Brady versus Manning from the Tiger Tees. Who can break 100? Uh, that's like the, um, that old like Golf Digest challenge they did at Beth Page. Oh, don't even get me started. They should have never gone away from that. That was one of the greatest things yes. ever. And in today's social media age, it would be a hit. I don't know why they do it. Um, but back to the golf. What's your opinion, Scott? Should they all be playing from the championship tees, or do we move Brady and Manning up? Because I would like to see them play from the same tees and show what an above-average amateur does compared to the tour pros, and you're going to see how good these tour pros are. I, I I would put them all from the championship tees, and I would hope for electricity from Phil and Tiger. I, I, I Here's what I want. Here's what makes my Memorial Day weekend of golf perfect. Are you ready? Tiger and Phil both shoot like 66, 67 or so. And I know it's not really that because we're playing alternate shot on the back. But the match is super close, and if you were to add everything up, they shoot 66, 67. And Brady and Manning literally light themselves on fire and go like 120, 130 from the same sets of tees. Mm. Yeah, the only thing that I that would add to the um, joy of that would be, and this would obviously have to be like WWE style staged, but like Manning goes down like you know on hole like 15, and Eli has to come in and play the rest of the match for him. Oh wow! And then Eli's going to be on site. I I hope so. Actually, that was why I asked if there was going to be caddies because I really hope if there's caddies that Peyton has Eli caddying for. Oh my god! Because if you want to get if you want to get in Brady's head, there you go. Well, well, how about this? If if we have caddies, why doesn't Gronk caddy for Brady? Gronk is is currently the WWE twenty four seven world champion. Uh okay. That that would be great. Right? Like if you really want to make this exciting, you know, I mean, there's cross promotion in a nutshell. Mm. So we're we're week two of these charity events, and it's great. Like we're raising a ton of money. They raised over five mil last week for the nurses association and the CDC. This week, um it's it's ten million that is being donated to COVID-19 relief. Um, They're partnering up with the All-In Challenge as well. 
And what's cool is you get another awesome course that you don't really get to see. Like you never see Seminole unless you're a golf nerd and you know where to look and you can find pictures online. You don't see the Medalist Club either uh, in Hobe Sound in Florida. Very, very hush-hush, very low-key course. Tiger's a member, Ricky JT, everyone's a member, right? Interesting little backstory. Norman built the course with Pete Dye in 95. And around 2015, they, they actually pushed Norman out. The yes. membership was super mad at him always tinkering with his course, but shutting the course down to do that. So they, they bumped him out. He was pissed. There was news stories in and around the Hobe Sound region. And uh, Bobby Weed, uh, which is a hilarious name, <laughs> Bobby Weed um, redesigned it in 2015. This is Tiger's home course. If I'm Phil and, and Brady, like, I'm, I'm going, hey, man, this is a little shady. You know what I mean? But I think in order to get Tiger on board, you got to give him something. You got to throw him a bone here or there. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Bobby Weed is a, a Pete Dye disciple. Mm. For, well, for okay. Lack of a better term, which is probably one of the reasons why he was brought in. Um, Makes perfect sense. He he actually designed, um, or at least had a, a hand in designing uh, TPC River Highlands, which is the course they play the Travelers at every year. Yeah, so, you're there a ton, so you know you know his design style. Exactly. Um, so, you know, he it's uh, from what I've seen, it, it looks like a really good course and it definitely has some, you know, die like design elements into it. Um, I think. Uh, well, I mean, they obviously aren't down there all the time, but I think Brady and Manning are um, members there, too. OK, well, I know Brady became a member at Seminole. Um, even though it's a little bit of a hike from Tampa Bay, but he came, he became a member down there. And, I mean, look, it doesn't surprise me if these guys have seen the course five or ten times in their, in their life, you know, and and that's fine. And honestly, for Manning and Brady, even if they were members, that's not going to make much of a difference. They're not pros. Um, the one thing that's interesting, which I think this week is going to do better than last week, you got JT in as an analyst and jt is a member so mm. it's going to be awesome hearing from a pro that knows phil well that knows tiger well also knows the ins and outs of the course is a personal guy i'm looking forward to that charles barkley is going to be an analyst he's certifiably insane i think he's missing half his brain and i love it probably my favorite guy to listen to supposedly and i just Seriously, I, I pray to the golf god, Scott, that this rumor is true. Charles is going to be playing a hole as part of a bogey or better challenge for an additional two hundred grand. So if he does bogey or better on the hole, two hundred grand goes to the COVID nineteen relief as well. I think they're playing uh, a single club hole as well. Yes, they are, just like they did uh, in Japan. Um, the fifth hole which is a par four, I believe, uh, one club only. I I hope that the players get to pick, but part of me hopes that the NFL player gets to pick the club for his opposing player. Do you know what I mean? Like Brady picks for Tiger and Manning yes. picks for Phil. 
take take putter out because none of these guys want to damage their putter face. But anything else, that would be incredible. Now, if I'm if I'm Brady, I'm going. Hey, Tiger, like you don't hit driver well at all, so you're playing the entire hole with driver. Hmm. And let's be honest, Phil doesn't hit. You know, Phil hits bombs, but he hits it all over the place. You know, I would love to see. I would give, give Phil like the lob wedge. I'd say, hey man, take this sixty degree lob wedge and let's see what you can do. He could probably knock one two thirty off the tee. This low screaming, you know, trap draw. Right. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Like you have to. If the if Phil and Tiger are picking it, like I'm pretty confident that they know what club they can make work in a number of situations. Like if you're, if you're a tiger, like, and if you read, you know, about like some of his practice routines, like he can hit like pretty much any shot with any iron, but like, you know, make him, make him tee off with a, you know, his three wood. Now he's also got to hit his second shot with a three wood. Like, can he control the, the distance of that enough? And then what if he has to chip with it? And how's he going to putt with it? Like, and then Phil, yeah, give him the lob wedge because, you know, he's Phil Mickelson. What kind of magic can you work with that off the tee? Yeah, that's be- what I would say, too. I'd be like, hey, you're a wedge wizard, right? Here, go ahead. Take your yeah. wedge and make par with it. <laughs> yeah, you, you got you to gotta carry this wedge 200 yards to not be in trouble. Good luck. What would be awesome is if Barkley plays the same hole that they have to play with one club. And the trash talk there might get real good. You know, if Barkley's like hitting his fourth shot into the green with normal clubs and Tiger and Phil are putting for birdie with whatever clubs they have. Right, exactly. That would be uh, that would be good. So, I, I mean, look, I'm looking forward to this one more than last week. I was very happy to see Seminole. Um, you know, the, the, the was the golf great? <laughs> was much better than we've seen on TV as of late because nothing's been on. But, it, yep. you know, like, let's be honest. Those guys were not in the greatest of golf shape. And I don't mean physically. Uh, you know, I think mentally they weren't all there. Um, you know, just look at the extra hole. You, mm-hmm. you had two guys hit the green close. And, and close was like 20 yards. And they had wedge, uh, 20 feet, excuse me. And they had wedges in their hands. Right. So shout out to to Matt Wolf for winning both long drive holes. Yeah, dude can buy. Hey, like I I know Rory's the best driver of the golf ball, you know, and and the strokes gained proves it. And we know DJ's long, quote unquote, but he ain't Matt Wolf long. No, no. I it was one of those things where just like you forget about it, and then it's just like, oh yeah, he hits the ball a mile too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when that dude snaps his hips, I mean, it's it's another level. I'm sure Bryson out there in social media world, you know, was like, well, you know, yeah, he's long, but he's not Bryson long. He's not 198 mile an hour ball speed long. I think Bryson just saw that and just went and did some more, like, push-ups. Yeah, possibly. possibly. Or, or, or sit-ups, because push-ups are bad for golf, according to Gary Player. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. We learned this from him. Uh, hey, we mentioned Beth Page before, right? And it has been our mission to get on Beth Page Black again. You know, as we've been playing better golf and uh, during the shutdown, you figured it would be easier. Um, I want to let people know when you see some of these top 100 courses you can play, realize that that's if you can get on the course. Uh, 
Scott, walk us through what an absolute cluster F getting on to Bethpage Black is. So uh, as you if you've been listening, I'm a, a New York State resident. So I have a New York State driver's license that allows me access to the um, reservation system. I had to submit a form, copy my driver's license. I sent it into Beth Page. They send me an email. This is your, you know, your access code. Enter it when you create your account and you'll have access to the reservation system two days earlier than the general public meaning two days earlier than non-residents, all residents, if they have, they get it at the same time I do. So I did that a couple of years ago because we talked about maybe possibly getting out there. Um, never really managed to work out. Last year, I checked pretty much every day over the summer and pretty much every day over the summer, there was no available tea time. Pretty much every day in the late summer, in the early fall, no available tea time. Now, courses are back open here in New York, and Beth Page opened. So, of course, uh, every day at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m., which is when the, the times open up, because they open up seven days in advance uh, at 7 p.m., I go on and I check. So right now, uh, booking for a week from today, which would be May 29th, starts at 7 p.m. But if I go to... Yes, a week from yesterday, which would be Thursday the 28th, there are no available tea times at Beth Page. If I go back multiple days, every day that's available to me, available to me, there are no tea times. So I have to check frequently in order to ensure that I'm not missing something that opens up. And I have an alarm set on my phone at 7 p.m. so I can check every day when new times come available. And now, every day at 7 p.m., as soon as I get on, it doesn't matter what time, 7 p.m., 7.01 p.m., nothing available. Let's, nothing. let's Oh, be, by the way, and that, go ahead. that single that was available before we started recording is already taken. All right. Let's be completely clear and transparent that you can still, okay, there's not as many spots as there used to be, but you can still wait in your car. 3 a.m., get on the bakery line. Who knows now with COVID-19 what they're doing there. They're probably not even doing that. But, you know, when everything's normal, you can still wait in line in the assigned spots and get a walk-up tea time. So that is still, you know, able to be done. However, me being in Pennsylvania, having a solid two-hour ride to Bethpage, um, that's difficult. Okay, that's difficult. So I would I would love the, the ease of online booking and i'm not granted that as a non new york state resident unlike scott i am granted five days out so i'm trying to see anything for next wednesday well that doesn't start till 7 p.m i have never and and scott and i have actively trust me on this we have actively been looking for the last year on beth page black and i have never found a midday or even early afternoon tea time for more than two people. At one point in time, I found a 12.30 for two. I literally called Scott. He said, book it. I went to book it. It was gone. Yep. So, yes. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not on Long Island. So it's a ride for me too to get there. So, and I don't, and by the way, I don't think the, the walk-up lines open. I think you have to pre, 
pre-register and prepay. Yeah, that's that's what I would assume at this point in time, you know. So, and just checking the other courses at Beth Page, the red completely booked up for the next seven days, right? Which is Nothing the the involved. next big time course. Uh, my third favorite course there is the green course. Um, the only there's a time tomorrow, a single at six p.m., and then Saturday there's a five twelve for a threesome and a six p.m. single. And then the rest of the next week's all booked up. Blue course has nothing, you know, yellow course, nothing. I'm, I'm just, not even checking those two, to be honest it, with you, because that's you know, not worth my drive. Right. And and that's the thing. Like, it's so insane. And and I get that a ton of people want to play it. I understand. But there needs to be a fair way to do it. Um, if people out there are into any type of collecting that goes through online drops, then I'm sure you're familiar with the term bots. And you can buy a bot and basically, it's a computer program that already has your information put in, payment code, et cetera, et cetera. And it automatically, faster than you can humanly do, will go through the system and do that. And there are a lot of golf travel companies in and around the New York State area that do this. And they buy up these tee times and they sell them at a higher price. So I'm not sure, Scott, what the resident rate is. But I know the non-resident is something like 150 bucks, which is, believe me, it is an absolute Steel. If you told me right now that you could get me a morning tea time tomorrow, I would give you $150 cash and be there. I mean, like that's how good of a deal it is. Uh, but these companies buy it up and then they'll sell it for $210, $215. And most people say, well, you know what? Paying an extra $65, $70 $70 is not bad because the course is so cheap to begin with. And then it saves me the stress of having to go online and then I have a booked tea time. But I can't stand that. I can't stand the fact that you have to pay above retail price for something that should be accessible to all. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's the it's the people's country club, Beth Page. I shouldn't have to go through an outside company to, you know, book something that I'm eligible to book myself because I'm a taxpayer in New York. Just simple as that. And, you know, I, I don't mind paying for golf. But I don't want to get price gouged for golf. Right. And that's, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, the last, I'd say Bethpage has gotten, since they went over to this new reservation system, which is what, seven years old, something along those lines? Something uh, like that. Yeah, it, it, it has gotten bad. I mean, it is to the point where it is unfair and almost impossible to get an actual normal price tea time. I actually I called I called last year um, after like a, a few weeks of trying. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm going to call them there. I bet you they're saving some time for like phone in. And I, I called up. And I talked to someone in the pro shop and he's like, yep. Yeah. He's like, we know it's a problem. I was like, OK, are you guys going to do anything about it? He's like, eh, we're looking into something for next year, but probably not. I was like, so what you're telling me is he's like, Got to get lucky. I was like, uh, uh, okay. He's like, yeah, that's that's well, the answer. plenty of times available on the green, yellow, and blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 you know what? That's like saying your local nine-hole goat track, you know, is is available as well. It's the same difference. Now let me let me give you a little juxtaposition uh, on a course out by me. This is a course that that Tyler, the creator, D. Lou, and I are going to be playing next Wednesday. A course called Raven's Claw. It's a very great course. About an hour from me, they host an LPGA Symmetra 
tour event. They have hosted U.S. Open qualifying, U.S. Senior Open, uh, LPGA Tour qualifying. So, you know, it's a top-notch course, Scott. Uh, Currently, for next Wednesday, there are 13 tee time slots available at a whopping price of $59. All those tee uh, times have four available. This is a nice-looking golf course. I just popped onto their website. Great course. I mean, is it is it artificial price inflation that that Beth Page is doing? Are they saying, "Hey, it's only 150 bucks to play here to drive up demand," and that demand actually, you know, then outweighs the supply? So they're they're artificially holding down the supply. You know, I I kind of feel I- like maybe maybe they are doing that. I think they love that it's hard to get on. I think that there's definitely, uh, you know, some something. I'm not going to say money, but it's probably money. They're working with these companies. Like there, there's no way those companies have these bots set up, and they're they're able to get all those tea times. There's definitely something happening on the back end. I don't. I, it's pro. It's not shady necessarily. But there's definitely uh, a concerted effort between the people who are in charge of these tea times at Beth Page and these companies to make sure that those companies have tea times available for people who want them. Right. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate that I have to book through a secondary company to get on a course that, you know, like literally that I know I say it all the time, but that we grew up sleigh riding on, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it, it's unfortunate when it gets to that level. That's, that's the bottom line. And before this reservation system and, I, and this, and it probably like seven years ago, it's not, so we're talking after the opens and uh, I used to be able to go on the old reservation system and find singles at like random times in the summer. Uh, you know, I was kind of far away, and if you're going to make Beth Page a uh, part of your day, like, you need to plan it, you know, a little bit ahead of time. It's kind of tough to do from here. But there were days I would just, you know, throw it in there, check it, just see what was available. Not that I was going down to Long Island to play golf, but, you know, I had access to it. I was curious. And there would be singles available kind of scattered throughout the day. Uh, you know, now there's literally nothing. Yeah, very, very unfortunate, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I want to rehash a fun little bit that we always do, which is uh, what the PGATour.com gets wrong with their website. Mm-hmm. And first off, not only has it been completely boring uh, as of late, and yeah, I kind of get that, there hasn't been much going on, but the PGA Tour for the Match 2 Champions for Charity has an article about it. And, you know, how to watch, what the format looks like, et cetera, et cetera. And they'll be allowed to wear shorts and all that stuff. Um, supposedly, they're going to have oh. their own power cart, so there's not going to be a caddy. We talked about the modified alternate shot and stuff. Um, so so but, what you're saying is that Phil's calves can come out. Of course. And, and yeah, obviously, that's big time, and we need that. Yeah. Um, but... You would think the fact checkers at PJTour.com would know where the medalist club is. And they have the medalist club listed as the medalist club 
in Jupiter, Florida, when actually it's in Hobe Sound, Florida. Um, being an organization based out of Florida, you would think something like that would um, would would not slide by, but it did. Uh, I'm not surprised, to be honest yeah, with you. Me either. It's Here's- you know, I guess it's it's the argument is that it's Jupiter adjacent. Mm, I I don't like that. I don't like that. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. And again, it's it's close. But then you could also, you know, it's also close to Palm Beach, so you know, <laughs> which is more accurate. Yeah. Uh, uh you know, it's yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Um I, I wanna I wanna finish with this. I wanna get your opinion. They are going, they are undergoing, excuse me, uh, you know, extensive testing. Uh, Each player acknowledged that with the PGA Tour event health and safety plan, they agreed to the COVID-19 testing, right? Which means that they have to be cleared. Let's just say, Scott, on Sunday, since this is a live event, that one of them tests positive. I want to ask you this question. If one of the NFL players, Brady Manning, tests positive, who would you substitute? If Tiger or Phil tests positive, who would you substitute? Knowing all the while that I don't know if they have a backup plan. Maybe the backup plan is JT and Charles since they're there. But I want to know. I was gonna say the the pro in theory would have to be JT or or I guess Ricky. You would assume. Um, just based on the fact that they're there. I mean, I'm assuming Ricky's there. We know JT's there. Um, right. Who Who would I? I mean, who would I? Who would I want to put in there? I would yeah. say, okay. So if it's, I'm gonna give for all four. So okay. if hypothetically Phil is out, the person I would sub in for Phil would be Greg Norman, because there's this little <laughs> like Greg Norman tiger like cold war oh yeah and it all um, happened with with the letter that that greg norman wrote to tiger and tiger didn't respond to his letter that he hand delivered to his house exactly exactly um for phil i would sub in if or, if tiger were, were not to play who would i put in for phil um uh, like I don't know, someone who's beaten him in a U.S. Open. Uh, it's kind of hard. That one's kind of hard. Like Retief Goosen. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's anyone who gets in Phil's head more than Tiger. So right, right. So yeah, J- JT. Now, um, what, about, what about for the the NFL for, players? For Brit, for if if Peyton was out, I'd sub in Eli because that's really going to get in Brady's head. Love that, love that. And, and then if uh, if Brady was to to be out, I would go someone like, hmm, yeah, got to be someone that has a connection with Peyton. Ray Lewis. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my god well first off you'd have to have a metal detector on mm. hand so ray lewis doesn't have a knife 
Um, you think the medalist club is going to let murderers on the course? Allegedly. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. Just like OJ. Um, yeah, no, they're probably not. Well, maybe like, uh, like, like Jeff Saturday would be fun. Oh, that's, wow. <laughs> what a throwback. His old center. <laughs> right now, there are people going who the Scott made that name up. There's no buddy named Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday was Peyton Manning center uh, on the Colts. That's yeah, a good that, one, Scott. That would be um, fun. Last question. Last question. What does Barkley shoot on the hole he plays? Nine. A nine? Okay. Twelve if they play from the Tiger Tees. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say... I really want to say like 15. <laughs> like three lost balls. But I have a feeling that if it's a reasonable length hole, like let's say it's like a 400 yard par four. I have a feeling he hits like iron, iron wedge, you know, and then like three putts and make six at worst. I'm going to say seven. Okay. But believe me, I want to see 15. Trust me. Gotcha. Oh, I figured out who subs in for tiger, by the way. Okay. Who is it? Bones. Ooh. <laughs> you're just you're just like you're bringing up you hey you're you're I, taking the bones out of the closet right i'm i'm dredging up as many old like skeletons in the closet as i can wow that's fantastic i love it and I all love bones it. does he doesn't even play a shot all he does is say veto <laughs> <laughs> and feels like you only get Two a year, and Bones like, I don't work here anymore. Veto, veto, veto. Every time Phil goes to reach his hand in the bag to get some veto. Yep. Perfect. All right. Well, on that note, people, either get busy golfing or get busy dying. Be good. Hey, what's good, podcast patrons? Dan from Leave the Pin here. Listen, if you want to look good on the course, if you want to hit the ball a mile and look damn good doing it, Gas House Golf is the company you need to get on board with ASAP. Gas House Golf, newest apparel company out there, making you look fantastic. Look, the shirts are fire, the hats are fire, everything they do, everything they touch looks great on the course. You want to stand out, you want people to notice you, want people to notice your game, get to gashousegolf.com. And right now, not only are they offering free shipping, they're also giving you an amazing 15% off code. Use our code, leave the pin, get 15% off all your purchases at gashousegolf.com. All gas, no break, Gas House Golf.